What is up? Hello there. My name is Jessica Patching Bunch. You can call me JPB. And this is Brain Body Resilience. This is a podcast dedicated to growth, human development, and stressing a little bit less so you can go ahead and live a little bit more. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back. Hello. Welcome back. Today's episode is inspired by a podcast that I was listening to, and we're just going to dive right in here. The host said something like, um, they were talking about some kind of mindset tools and, and like personal development type of things. And somewhere around this, they said, you know, I'm pretty grounded. I'm not too woo woo. And immediately this, this kind of stuck out to me out of the the whole podcast. That was such a small, small piece, but that really stood out to me. And I had some thoughts and feelings about it. And so I am sharing them here with you for your consideration today. The first thing I want to touch on is that the term woo woo, when discussing meditation, spiritual practices, energy healing, personal development in that kind of sense, those types of practices is a pejorative term. And we need to reconsider why this term is used. And, you know, this is something that I had never considered. I always thought maybe spiritual ideas were kind of hard for hard for people who did not have those same beliefs or understanding or practices to um, conceptualize or just kind of understand, get on board with, because uh, it wasn't their thing. And that's fine. Um... And this is all assuming that you have heard the term woo-woo when discussing anything um, kind of um, esoteric or um, kind of soft personal development, meditation. Uh, They're all Eastern practices that have been around for for thousands of years. Um, But you may not have heard that term. I asked my husband if he'd ever heard that term used when referring to these types of practices. And he had no idea what I was talking about, which uh, surprised me because I hear it so often. Um, You know, and I've heard it a lot. And it wasn't clear to me that what the issue was until a friend pointed out that this term is used in regard to Eastern traditional practices by the Western world and is than inherently rooted in supremacy culture. When I think about these things, I related them to quantum physics or epigenetics or the newer quotation brackets, uh, branches of science to be kind of like a modern take on ancient practices, but this still centers the Western thought process, the center, the, the Western perspective, but that is where I come from. And that is my, um, my experience and my perspective. So that's what I have. These practices don't need validation or approval by Western cultures. Again, that is supremacy fuckery. But I I think, in my opinion, the studies that we're doing, some of the neuroimaging studies that are giving kind of a different perspective on these practices I think are really cool. Some of the studies that I get to work with are looking at the effects of breath work and yoga on the brain and how the brain functions. And and we get to see, you know, what is happening inside your brain and how it's changing, how the, you know, levels of cerebrospinal fluid are changing and how 
different um, areas of the brain are working together differently. And just the fact that we can see inside the head is amazing to me. I think it's so cool. So I love that we can explore these ideas in a different way. That doesn't make it better. It doesn't make it more credible. It's just different. So stop calling it woo-woo. If you do that, stop doing it. It's physics, it's molecular science, it's neuroscience, and it's also a practice that has been around for thousands of years. Um, With that, I want to point out that what we think of as fact, as hard science, was made up at some point. Everything is made up. Hebb's Law, you know, the neurons that fire fire together, wire together. Dr. Hebb made that up. And then other people were like, oh yeah, that makes sense. That seems legit. Let's call that a thing. Now it's Hebb's Law. Newton's Laws, Newtonian physics. First of all, why are they laws and just not like ideas? They're just ideas that he came up with and everyone's like, "Mm, yeah, that seems to be a thing. Great. Um, And now with other branches of science, quantum sciences, we understand that those are not entirely true. They're just ideas. And now we know it's not the whole story. It's just a piece of the story. And in Western culture, we have this idea that you have to see it to believe it. And I think this is because of the incredible amount of brain space dedicated to visual processing. We are visual creatures, but there are nocturnal animals who see things that we don't. Dogs hear sounds that we don't. There are all kinds of animals with sensory systems that detect things outside of our abilities. So our perception as humans isn't the final only way. It's not the whole story. It's just a piece of the puzzle. And this is all true with individual perspective and cultural perspective as well. Perspective changes all the time if we allow it to with new experiences that we have we can adapt and we can grow. And then so does the sense through the the lens through which we see the world. It changes as we change, as we experience things, as we expand, but we have to allow that. Um, and, you know, my perspective will always be one option, just one part of the story, not the whole thing. So I think that's a really important piece to consider So bringing this back to the point, all of the softer, more abstract practices available to help ourselves heal, grow, and adapt are valid. Um, You don't have to give the disclaimer about it. It's it's fine. Um, And what that tells me is if when we have to give a disclaimer about something, it means that we're not totally sold. We We don't fully believe it. And so we have to kind of defend that, that peace to other people because we automatically think that they're going to agree with us that it's kind of unbelievable. So maybe think about that when, if you are taking a stand on something about your, how you live, what you, what you do, your opinions, whatever the case may be, and you feel the need to give a disclaimer, look for why. Get curious. Again, Shame and blame, judgment, all of that shit has no place. We don't have room for it. But curiosity, why? Why do you feel the need to do that? And that might alleviate some stress for you. Um, I've gone off track again. But if we look at many of the practices of meditation or energy work or breath work, these practices are for the purpose of grounding. So... The statement, again, that I started with of, um, I'm, 
a, a grounded person. So, you know, not too woo woo. This tells me that there's a deep misunderstanding of what those practices even are. Um, I've, I've always understood that feelings and mindset and psychology and things that introduce us as a whole humans have been looked down on again by Western culture, which is where I am, where I live and how I grew up. Um, kind of like not, it's not as serious, like psychology is not as serious, serious as a science. It's not taken seriously. Um, and all of this, this disconnect is why we have the stigmas that we do around mental health and why we think, why we're embarrassed to admit we're in therapy or even allow ourselves to seek the help that we need to heal in these areas that are not physical. Because we have been told for a really long time now, since the 17th century, actually, that our mind and body are separate, that our brain and body don't affect each other, that what happens in your mind is all in your mind, and what happens in your body is what's real, I guess. You can thank Rene Descartes for that in the 17th century and his ideas on dualism. But again, because of these beautiful modern sciences that we have, we understand that your thoughts create a cascade of physiological effects throughout the body. Your brain and your central nervous system send signals to your body, your body through your vagus nerve and other means send signals to your brain all the while communicating via that beautiful shared chemical language through the immune system, the endocrine system, the nervous system. They're all communicating about what's going on, what's needed, interacting back and forth. And so even though some of these things are still not considered to be as serious or as valid or whatever by, my question is like, by who? Who considers that? And like, what does their opinion mean to me? I don't know. Um, not a lot, I guess, because I disagree. I do not hold those same beliefs. Our mind, mind and body are not separate. We know this. We are learning. We have different ways of, of exploring that now. And so I guess I just wanted to touch on this because I see this disclaimer so often, and I want to encourage everyone to leave room for the unknown. If we can't hold space for the possibility that there are things we don't understand, things that we haven't felt, states of being that we haven't experienced, how will we ever allow ourselves to choose something different? The answer is we won't. There won't be space for it. And I hear this so much too. I'm just, I'm just like this. That, you know, that doesn't work for me. That works for other people, but it doesn't work for me. This is just how I process. It's not great, but it's just, it's just what it is. It's just how I am. I'm just type A whatever that means. That's, I, the, that's a whole other episode. And I guess these things bother me because it used to be me. I was very proud of being highly stressed and highly functioning with stress. Um, it was like a prize, like you're slowly killing yourself and feeling like shit so that you can feel important in a system that is built to exploit you. So stop, stop doing that. You don't have to. I heard somebody, uh, talking about just like, oh, I work, I, I just can't, I work 60 hours a week. It's like, well, why don't do that? You don't, I'm, you probably don't get paid for that if you're on salary. Also a different conversation, but 
we have this idea, we, we prize, we like feel really important if we're, if we're in so much demand that we don't have any time and we couldn't possibly fit one more thing into our schedule because I am, I'm so busy and I'm so stressed out, but that means I'm valuable, important. And I think these ideas, again, I'm going to blame it on the eighties. I think that's where it came from. I just have all these pictures of, you know, long trench coats and briefcases and everyone's busy and hurried and stressed and they're so successful. So I'm going to continue to do that, but it doesn't have to be like that. So if you want to feel something different in your life, you have to believe in the possibility that there is something out there that you haven't yet experienced and allow space for it. Remember, everything is made up at some point. The rules that we live by are all made up. So we just have to ask whose rules we are committed to live by. And yes, we all have to function in society, but we can also do things in a way that serves us and our values and what we believe in, putting ourselves first, putting humanity first, putting each other first, putting community first. When we identify ourselves with being a certain way, we shut off the infinite possibilities for us to explore another way of being for change, for growth, for healing, and for reprogramming our systems to respond in a different way. So I'm going to wrap this up. Stop saying woo-woo and allow for possibilities. If we're looking to build a life that we like instead of continually trying to escape from, if the goal is less stress and more living, we have to stop putting boxes around ourselves about who we are, what is possible, what we should be, what we should be doing. Get out there, get wild. You're a whole human. Live, explore, adapt, change your mind a thousand times. Ultimately, just choose you. No disclaimer. I feel like this episode was uh, a bit all over the place, but I said what I came to say, and I hope you found something that sparked for you. And if not, stay tuned. I'll be back next week and we'll try again. Thank you for following along with my thought process here today. I am incredible, incredibly grateful you are here and choose to give me your time and attention every week. I do not take it for granted. I hope you have a beautiful week and we'll do this again until next week. JPB out.